Hello, Tea with Miss McGill listeners. Don't forget to give us a rating on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. And remember, Tea with Miss McGill merch makes a great gift. Welcome, everybody, to the Tea with Miss McGill show, episode 57. Um, it is Puka speaking. It is the star of the show, Reed Larson. We told you we'd do two this week, so here we are. We're going to get into uh, some of the semifinal matchups coming up here this weekend. Uh, real quick, though, uh, stay on Facebook, YouTube, podcast, you know, Instagram, wherever you're consuming us. we got some bonus material uh, coming on probably on Sunday, so we have a little bonus material this week, so... Uh, stay tuned for that. Some recent followers. So if you're not a follower, please hit the follow button or the subscribe button. We have Dan Skelton, AJ Allison, Killer Killebri. If you're a men's league person over on the Eastern Range, you know Killer. Killer's a subscriber, so you should be just like him and follow right now. Okay, we're going to start today with our 7AA playoff preview brought to you by the Blandon Foundation. Parents, and especially you seniors, uh, pay attention to this one. Turn up the volume. Scholarship season is here. The Blandon Foundation is accept accepting applications for its scholarship program until March 1st, which is already next week, uh, next Wednesday. The Blandon Foundation scholarships offer support of $1,000 up to $5,000 per year. Scholarship staff can connect you with other resources to help you reach the finish line of your educational goals. Students can use Blandon Foundation scholarships for any type of school after high school, certification programs, community, technical, or tribal college, and of course, four-year colleges and universities. Students have, who have graduated or are graduating from an Itasca County school, including Black Duck, North Home, Buganagishig, Hill City, and Northland Reamer are encouraged to apply. So can, so can homeschoolers or online school students who will graduate from one of those schools. Students can apply for a scholarship until they are 25 years of age, or have completed a bachelor's degree. So if you've taken some time off and want to return to school, you can still apply and receive support. You must reply, reapply for the scholarship each year. New this year, students who plan to attend the Itasca campus of Minnesota North no longer have a separate application and must apply through the Blandon Foundation. You can apply in three easy steps. Get your FAFSA, your student aid report. Um, ask the Blandon staff, they can help you if you need help with that. Get your household's 2021 tax form and fill out the online application www.blandonfoundation.org backslash scholarships and we've got it just go, scroll down into the show notes uh, we've got the link right there to the Blandon Foundation you can get over there and get your application in like we said last week or earlier this week money's out there may as well go get it yeah, yeah. dig in That's find right. whatever you can to, to take care of those those bills that accrue up when you're off in your post-secondary education to take care of that stuff. Any little bit helps. It's good. It's good stuff right there. All right. And my, my wife was after a recipient of the Blandon uh, uh, Foundation scholarships back in the day. All right. Tuesday night, you guys were in action here on the 7AA side, uh, Thunderhawks, Forest Lake Rangers? Forest Lake Rangers. We're Forest Lake Rangers. All right. And uh, of course, um, the game turned out in your favor. Yeah, it was a 4-1 hockey game, Puka. It was uh it was a hard-nosed first period. It was uh, tough. We came out of the gates playing pretty tough that night. It was a uh, hard push on our end. We needed to play physical. We needed to try and be sharp. Um, we did both. We did 
about one and a half of those things. We played physical for the first period. We we just we weren't real sharp as far as handling pucks. I, I think the nerves kind of set in just a little bit with guys. It's you know, you get into that first round of playoffs, and that's a scary situation for a coach sometimes, and sometimes for seniors. It's this is your last home game uh, at the IRA Civic Center for the seniors. It is the it's a potential elimination game oh, yeah. for whoever's playing in it. And it's a really scary situation if you're a three seed versus a six seed or a four seed versus a five seed, because, you know, a bounce here or there could mean the difference in a game. And we'll talk about that here in a minute with the four five seed game. But <laughs> so guys are a little nervous and I think pucks were jumping around. I, we mentioned this comment, you know, in the locker room a couple of times that the puck looked like it was a foamy out there. It was bouncing around. Like we just <laughs> didn't seem like we could control it. It was a little sloppy. Uh, the first period was hard nosed. Like I said, we played tough in the first period. Uh, we had, I don't know if it's one or two, nothing in the first period. I can't remember. I'm a little bit of a blank because I'm looking forward, yeah, but, yeah, sure, sure, but yeah. uh, we did score a couple later on in the game. We ended up um, letting one in as well uh, later on that maybe shouldn't have ended up in the back of our net, but it did. Uh, you, you like to come out of that with some confidence in both areas of the rink. You you want to you want to make sure you're putting pucks in the net so that you're confident scoring goals. You want to make sure that there's a, a a big goose egg up on the scoreboard for the visitor's side that your goalie's feeling confident as well too. Uh, we we did outshoot them by quite a bit. Yeah. I think it was a high 40s shot range to uh, I think only their 12 to 13 shots on net, something like that. Miles might argue with me that he got, they had more shots than 13, <laughs> but I don't really know, to be honest. I just look at the shot clock, so they can argue whatever they want. But at any rate, it, was, it wasn't it was real smooth, and that was probably due to some of the um, – some of the nerves, the nerves in yeah. that game, but it was a four one win. Um, and it should have gave some confidence on offense. And we scored some goals that, you know, the, the first time we played that team, we only beat them one to zero. And it was a, yeah. a tighter game, not in shots, but a tighter game. As far as offense, we created a lot more offense, which was, uh, I guess a feather in our cap to be able to say, we are creating more offense than we were earlier in the season. Um, but we did shut them out in the last game and we let one in. And I think that was just kind of a flubber shot in the second period that they scored that, you know, if Miles had 10 shots like that at him, he'd stop, you know, nine and a half of them. That yeah. one just found its way in the back of the net. So okay. we're we're happy with that. We're ready to move on to Saturday and we'll do, we'll talk about that game in the preview once we get to that part of the show. Yeah. And I saw, I was there for the end. I saw Bauer Murphy make that nice rush and netted one there for the fourth goal towards the end there. So um, congratulations to you, coach Larson. Congratulations to the Underhawks on, on moving on and a, a big win on two Tuesday night. All right. You just alluded to this one. So the four five game Coon Rapids makes a trip up to Cloquet. We were talking in the last show. Be cool to see the showdown between East and Cloquet. Big rivalry there. However, Coon Rapids had other plans. Yeah, that, that, uh, that's not going to show up. (laughs) We're not going to get that rivalry. And uh, unfortunately, Cloquet played their last double a section game uh, at home and lost to the five seed. Yeah. And, and they were up. They did. They okay. were up in that game. Were they up I think three it was to one, maybe three one. I or, think it was. Yeah, it they, ends up being six three. So, so Coon got on a roll at some point. Well, you know what's interesting about that is, I, as I was having a number of kind of interactions back and forth with their head coach down in Coon Rapids because he's a friend of mine. I, I worked with him through the HP program last spring. He helped coach uh, one of the two HP 16s or 17s teams, and and I was a general manager, so I, we talked a lot. 
and about his program and how excited he is and how the program's been building and he's been working his rear end off and and kids deserve more and he just wants to work as hard as he can and the kids are working so hard and and then they kind of had to battle through some adversity. Right? Yes. They, this year, got a huge slap on the wrist from the state high school league saying you got to forfeit five or six or whatever, however many games it was beginning of the year, because they were noted uh, with playing with an ineligible player. So they had to forfeit five games. And that may or may not ha have been a hinder on the seed that they got. I think they probably still would have ended up at the five or the six seed. I think Colke would have still would have ended up ahead of them regardless. Uh, but at any rate, they they battled through that, that slap on the wrist, that hurt that old crud we did something wrong and they got to play in the playoffs they make the trip up to cloquet and lo and behold the five beats the four seed and in coon rapids for the first time in a long time is getting an opportunity yeah. to play another round game and a perfect opportunity to do that they're they're playing at the amzo arena against duluth east so we'll preview that here in a little bit as well yeah, I couldn't even tell. I mean, I didn't even know what a Coon Rapids jersey looks like. I don't know their colors on anything. So <laughs> they're, uh, they're black and red. They, okay, so good for that. Like a, a, like a natural that. cardinal. Okay, yeah, natural. Okay, are they the Cardinals? <laughs> they are the Cardinals. Okay, the Cardinals. Yep. Okay. Yep. Okay. So the Cardinals. So uh, yeah. So congratulations to Coon Rapids. Uh, moving on. All right. Drill that like button real quick here. Uh, we'll move on to the seven A playoff review. Brought to you our friends over at the Rink Sports Bar and Grill. Gift cards. It's time to use them. It's Lent. Friday fish fry. Today is Friday. So if you need a fish fry, that's where you go, the Ring Sports Bar and Grill. And, of course, we're getting towards the end of the year. We talked about the breakout rooms that they have there. So if you're looking for a place to do your team season-ending team banquet, uh, give Michelle a call over at the Ring Sports Bar and Grill. Um, breakfast, lunch, dinner, they got it all there. So give them a call. They'll get you set up for that end-of-the-year special event. Okay, so just some <laughs> scores to kind of run through here on the Section 7A side. Rockridge pumped the falls 9-0. Denfeld over Greenway 7-1 or 7-0, excuse me. Hermantown over North Shore 15-1. The other game, the 4-5 game, Hibbing Proctor 2-0 at the Memorial Building. Um, you're a coach. To me, a little too close for comfort. Would that have made you a little bit nervous? Well, I'll tell you what, if you're going into a 4-5 series and that uh, like the or 4-5 seed game like that, and you're the four seed playing at home versus the five seed where the goaltender of the other team is AJ Riles, I'd be nervous even before the game started because that's a goalie that can steal a game for somebody. So I imagine, and I didn't look at the shot totals, I imagine the shot totals were lopsided in lopsided. Hibbing's favor. Yeah. And that would not surprise me in the least that Riles kept him in the game as long as he possibly can. That isn't to say that Hibbing doesn't have fantastic goaltenders because they do too. Uh, but I, but we played a number of games over the course of the last few years against that Proctor team. When I was coaching Bantams, Riles was the goalie. <laughs> last year, Riles was the goalie of the JV team when I was coaching JV. Rapids JV team playing against them. And now this year, Riles in the Nets uh, against our varsity team and tell you what man he can keep teams in games for a long time and that is a scary scenario two nothing in that game is a bounce or two That's and bang they're back right. in it so and hibbing took a penalty late so um, there was a power I, I think they had a power play about the 230 mark to you know till about 30 seconds to go yeah um and then did pull the goalie for a while so um yeah so an interesting take but hibbing or chisholm hibbing as i like to say <laughs> squeezes out squeezes out the win there um, okay, so kind of the big news on Section 7A, an article today comes out of the Duluth News Tribune by Scott Pionk, um, not particularly favorable to Hermantown hockey. First off, do you want to tell everyone who Scott Pionk is? Well, Scott Pionk is is the, I guess, taking the program or starting the program up 
uh, Stella Mara, which is supposed to be starting here next season. Um, in Duluth. In Duluth. It's a new Catholic school going in. Uh, we'll have, they haven't really decided. I don't know if it's, and I could be wrong about when it's supposed to start. So if anybody knows. No, it is this fall. Yeah, if, it's maybe it is this fall. fall. Yeah. Okay. Um, and, and right now, uh, not sure whether that's going to be a single A team or a double A team or whatever you might do with a, with a new school coming into likely section seven, one of the two A or double A. But Scott Pionk is a, is a former Hermantown I should go back farther. My my wife would be upset with me if I didn't say where Scott Pionk is <laughs> really is from. That is true. Scott Pionk is really from right. the Proctor area. Right. <laughs> okay. Well, they it, as he raised his kids, they moved over to Hermantown. They played all his kids played through the Hermantown program. He coached in the Hermantown program, run summer programming. He through that time frame that he was there, I know behind the scenes was always a big advocate of Hermantown when you're capable. Let's think about moving to the double A. Yeah. He was the guy behind the scenes doing that. Now, I don't know how hard he pushed when he was when he was saying those things. There are a couple of people that were talking about it a lot that wanted to see the program go to the next level. Uh, as soon as uh, Coach Pionk's kids left the program, then you know he exited and and now has been involved in area hockey. He's been coaching um, the elite league here the last couple of years with Grant Clafton and. Um, now he's starting that Stella Mara team. So uh, it just an interesting article. And and I can't really, I don't have a lot of arguments about the things that he mentions in there. It's very interesting. And I'm not going to give you an opinion of mine. Uh, I'll just say, read the article. And this is just titled article that came out this morning to the Duluth News Tribune. It says, local view, Hermantown hockey is a juggernaut that's draining joy from other school programs. That so they shows a, a picture. <laughs> yeah, it is tough. It shows a picture here of Hermantown looks like a section final game where they beat Greenway in one of those section final games. And he gets into a lot of details about Hermantown's program and kind of the, the shift of what happened in 2010 when Duluth Central ended up closing and how some of these had to go here and there. And he gets into talking about how Hermantown at that point in time was now developing into the, the, the next Duluth East, the East end families were starting to go there. And I have got proof that there's East end families that oh, sure. would have been East kids yeah. that are there now. Oh, oh, well, for sure there's sure. that, but there's even going back farther. Yeah. There's East end kids. So there's some interesting information in there that again, I'm not going to give you a, I, I'm friends with people in Hermantown, so I'm not going to sit here and throw darts at what you guys are doing. Uh, you're winning. And I'll tell you what, uh, whenever you win, there's always people that don't like you. They're going to be jealous of that. They're going to be mad at you for winning and mad at you for not going up. It comes with the territory. And I'm sure Pat Andrews is sick and tired of hearing about it all the time, but he's going to hear about it every single year until they do make a decision to do it. That's all there is to it comes with the territory. And he knew that getting the job because Bruce plant heard it for a bunch of years uh, towards the end of his tenure there. So you can develop your own opinion, but I recommend that you check that out. The yeah. Duluth yeah, it's, That's it's, a, it's very good. You know, a lot of specific stats, you know, yeah. he does use those terms. Our transfer is in our, our open enrollees, yeah. um, our recruits. Uh, he says, you know, I think he had, I, I, numbers are 54 to what the the last few years in playoffs they outscored their opponents maybe it was just last year they outscored in the three playoff games they outscored the opponents like 54 to four or something like that and so <laughs> whatever it is he, i can't even remember yeah, the numbers but he's, but he's got he gets real specific and it's a yeah. very 
Very interesting take being that he is so involved. You know, he is the father of Neil Pionk, the former UMD All-American, who's, you know, obviously, I, I guess I'd, I don't know for sure if he was an All-American, but he, um, you know, plays for the Winnipeg Jets. He's got uh, Nate, his other son, plays in the East Coast League. Yeah. Like I said, very involved. He was a coach uh, back in our time for the Omaha Lancers, an assistant coach. So um, been around hockey a long time. And, you know, I started reading the article and I wasn't going to take much of it. And I scrolled to the top. And when I saw Scott Pianc, I said, okay, now I'm going to read the whole article. Yeah. This is a guy who's been on the inside. Well, I just think that's a really interesting article. And I and I knew someone else had to have written it when you sent it to me earlier today that I, Duluth News Tribune isn't just going to post that from some writer in the area, you know, yeah. someone that writes for it. They're not just going to write about it and go do research on it. Like they... You get a, a name that's got a, a little bit of backing behind it, like Scott Pionk, and he sends that in and says, what do you think about posting this? And they're probably like, yeah, well, okay. Yeah. But they didn't write it. He did. Right. So. Right. Very interesting. <laughs> very, very interesting take. All right. Again, hit the like button there. Let's move on to our preview section. Brought to you by our friends over at Iron Range Apparel, Thunderbird Mall in Virginia, the Gift Buyers Paradise, which we like to call it. They will also carry the ODR line. So anything hockey, jerseys, caps, uh, baseball caps, hoodies, T-shirts, um, you know, we wear a lot of the stuff here, but ODR, the cool swag. I said, playoff hockey is here, whether it's high school or youth. So you want to look cool at the rink, so get your ODR swag. And like I said, if you're looking for a gift for anybody, um, they have all there's stuff beyond hockey there, all kinds of gifts and knickknacks like Minnesota themed items, um, you know, even hoodies, coffee cups, that kind of stuff. So uh, you can go over there for any of your gift buying needs. Iron Ranger Apparel, Thunderbird Mall in Virginia. All right, well, let's start at the top with you guys. You guys, so. Number, you guys are the what? The We're the three four, versus three the two. Three, three yep. versus the two in Andover. Um, just saw him a couple of weeks ago. Like you said, it was the top line that did all the scoring for Andover. So um, what's it going to take? On the Hawks get the win. Well, you, you know, we've we've got to find a way to create some offense. Uh, we, we've done a better job of that the last couple of games. And I think um, – that's uh, it's something that we've been improving on over the course of the last couple of months is we've played a very difficult schedule um, and had to try and create offense offense against some high end top 10 teams in the state. So uh, that's a good news. We played against good teams. We got a chance to play here last or just a couple of days ago against a team that's not in the top 10 and we created more offense. So that was nice to see. So we're going to have to do that against Andover. We're going to have to create offense. The biggest thing is, um, We've got to be very good in our defensive zone. Uh, we've got to be very good at taking care of the puck. Uh, and we can't allow, um, you know, three players to to take over the game. And that's 100% true. You just, you can't allow uh, three guys, the top three scorers in the state of Minnesota to, to beat you. And yeah. that's the thing is, is we, we need to go out and, and use our depth uh, use our defensive ability and uh, and our goaltending to be able to shut down a team like that. And and I think the things that we've been doing lately are going to give us a good chance to do that. I'm sure Andover would say something differently, uh, but we're but we're pretty confident in our ability. We that the last time we played them, it was a a four to one Andover win. Their fourth goal was an open net goal. It was a, a close. Yeah, it was a close game all night long. Again, at that game, we only created just a handful of really good scoring opportunities, and and the only scoring opportunities that we gave up to them were against their top line. So we we need to be better against that top line. That's 100% true. Uh, they do have a younger goaltender. Uh, if we can get shots in and we can create the right kind of shots that give us second opportunities at bucks, it's going to be uh, – I think we're going to have success. 
All right. That's the way we look at it. And and we're just taking, uh, we're going to have to go into that game and we're going to have to take everything, a single shift separately. You can't look ahead to the second period. You can't look ahead to the third period. You take it shift by shift. You take the game 25 to 30 seconds at a time per line. Uh, and you do your job as a player. Uh, we do our jobs as coaches and we just go a little bit at a time and not get ahead of ourselves. And I think that could get us in a nice position. Yeah, big one. So, of course, remember, they are the defending double-A uh, state champs from last year. So, good luck to the Thunderhawks. Hopefully third time's a charm here. <laughs> there you go, yeah. All right, so East Coon Rapids, uh, like I said, you know, Coon making their way in, you know, kind of cool. Um, obviously, East, not a home game, but kind of a home game. You know, they should have a pretty thick crowd there at Amsoil. Well, they're going to be highly supported by the Duluth area people. I mean, they, they, they had a tough year last year. They had some really interesting things happen. Uh, they had a brand new coach last year after uh, the Mike Randolph tenure uh, for so many years. And and uh, Steve Potosha comes in and he's got some issues that he's got to fix on that in that organization. And there's no question about it that he had some serious issues to take care of. And I got to tell you, if if uh, if there are people out there looking at how is he doing, he's taken a complete 180 in that program in one year. Yeah, He's had issues. That team was about ready to fold up and uh, explode. And over the course of 365 days it's like a complete 180 that team is has done a phenomenal job of of being resilient from all their issues from last year um there's a few guys on that team that can score goals <laughs> and he's taken advantage of that opportunity and use those guys the right way so a thumbs up to steve Patosha on the job that he's done with that duluth east greyhound team uh, i hope that we get an opportunity to win here tomorrow and that you get an opportunity to to win and we get a chance to face off in the old school, yeah. real section, section final, yeah. section seven final at Amsa Arena and Rapids versus well, East. But well, who, go ahead. No, I was going to say, when we started, when we were just podcasting, we started in January of 21. I mean, East was so down. I remember you saying, Craig, they're running the trap this year. Remember yeah. the, like Randolph's last year? I mean, that's how far down they were. Well, and they ran some traps, you know, Randolph had different ways of running things. And it was like him pushing a button and uh, steering a joystick out there because the guys did exactly what he told them to do. And uh, sometimes he could have run and gun teams. And sometimes he had trap teams where he's setting up the, the Christmas tree at center. Yeah, right. That's exactly what you call that. Anyway, he's doing the Christmas tree trap. Yep. <laughs> but, but they get an opportunity to, to line up across from a team that I'll tell you what, they, they can scare you at any point in time. They got good goaltending. They got a couple of really nice players in Coon Rapids. And that's to me, it's kind of turned in into what Blaine used to be. Blaine used to be the team where some of those area teams would, uh, where players would move to, and they're starting to move to Coon Rapids. And and now that for a bunch of years, they were moving to Andover. Uh, and, and now you're noticing, or I'm noticing, and some of the people in that area are noticing that they're not going to Andover anymore. They're starting to go to Coon Rapids. And there's a reason why they're going there because that the, the coach is doing a really nice job. Not that nobody else is down there. Don't get me wrong with my comment. I think the world of Mark Manning, he's done a great job in Andover. And the new guy that's at Blaine has got some work to do right now, but he's working his butt off. I just, I know personally, I know Aaron Brock personally, and he's done a really good job of, of, uh, just the last year of work on that team and getting his kids excited. He's got cool things that he's doing with his players that are getting them excited. And uh, I think Duluth East has to be ready for a team that's hungry because they're ready to climb out of the cellar right now. They did it uh, by making it past the first round. Then now they want to make another step. So East is going to have to be sharp uh, against a team like that, because again, a good goalie could, could create some issues for, uh, for a team and they do have a nice goalie. Yeah. 
Okay. And no pressure on Kuhn. Like I said, you kind of come and lose. Yeah. You don't have any pressure. No one's expecting you to do anything more. You've made it this step. No one's expecting you. So you go in there and and you might surprise Duluth East. And I'll tell you what, for Kuhn Rapids, you better be ready for Duluth East because they got some firepower up front. They got a couple of nice players on the back end um, that are pretty good. And Grant Winkler, uh, he's a fantastic defenseman, but you got your Cole Christian, uh, guys like that up front, Thomas Gunderson that are up front to those guys are really good players. They can bury pucks. So that's going to be a nice matchup and we get a chance to watch that. That's the first game tomorrow morning at 11 o'clock in the morning. we get a chance to watch that before we play Andover over at one. Yeah. So a lot of hockey in, at Duluth tomorrow. So, and that is live streamed. If you're willing on uh, wanted to watch either of those two games, you can live stream that, uh, through WDIO online. Okay. Yeah, because then the women play, I think, at 5.30, and then the men play at 8.30, so a busy day. So we were thinking, or at least I was, I don't know if you would, I thought that the single-A games were Saturday. That's the way it's been for many years. But the Saturday, or excuse me, the single-A games were supposed to be last night, Thursday night, canceled because of the weather. So we're pushing those to Monday, and those two games include. I'm still trying to figure that out. Like, the weather wasn't even that bad. Well, but down there, I guess, maybe it was, it was the wind. But yeah. down there is where? Down in Duluth or down in the cities? Down in Duluth, I guess okay. the, wind, the wind was supposed to be coming out the lake at like 20 miles an hour, big waves. And so the, I think there were, I talked to a guy in Superior, so he okay. said like five inches of snow. So they did have decent snow, but he said the wind, he said the visibility was next to nothing. Okay. So, well, that so, answers that question. Yeah, so that's Monday night now. Um, so one of the games, Chisholm Hibbing, Hermantown. So obviously Chisholm Hibbing going up against the Juggernaut, played them just a couple of weeks ago. I think it was a 6-1 Hermantown win up in Hibbing. Um, so, I mean, like we said, not a lot of pressure on Hibbing, just going loose and and uh, see if we can get behind their defenseman, get some shots, see what happens. Well, just get your guys ready to go, Coach Rewards. I mean, you just you get them out there, you put them in front of uh, put them in front of the Hermantown Hawks, and and get Braden Boyer ready to stop some pucks. And and I think they're going to be just fine. Play hard, play physical. Um, understand that there isn't just three guys you got to worry about up front. There's three lines of guys. There are two lines up front are really good first two lines. So you got to be really diligent on how you're changing lines. You don't get to make last change. They do. There isn't TV timeouts in this situation as long as at least I, I don't think there is when it's just live streaming. Right. Um, so there's no management there, but you know, maybe you're just thinking about not putting a third line out on a D zone face off, you know, or, you know, there are a lot of different things that you can think about, but uh, go out there and give them heck, coach. Then I would say this. I I support all teams in the area. I like Hermantown. I like giving. I like Rock Ridge. I like all of these teams that are in the area here. But um, I, there would nothing would make me smile more with the single A games. Now, I'll tell you, double A games, there's something else that would make me smile. But nothing would make me smile more with the single A Section 7 games than to see Rock Ridge and hitting Chisholm in the final. Yeah, the old school seven. Yeah, yeah very old. That's the way it should be. Yeah, right, right. So that's leads us to our next game. So Rock Ridge Denfeld again, another six one game. Um, Rock Ridge just pumped them up at the Mech, uh just a couple of weeks ago. Um, so this is your two and three seed uh, going at it. But you know you got a guy like Andy Larson for Denfeld. He knows how to find the net. He had five against Greenway on uh, Tuesday night. Yeah, you know what? Uh, Andy Larson can take control of games. And I got to be honest, we, we had that game on the call, Bob and I, for my nine here a couple weeks back when when Denfeld visited Rock Ridge and it was kind of a drubbing. Uh, Andy Larson was not at the top of his game. He wasn't feeling very good. He had been just gotten back from some sort of an injury. He was playing every other shift. He didn't really see him get into his groove until the second period. And then when he did, he took the game over. He just didn't score a lot of goals. Um, but they got a couple guys that can play. Coach Jago is, is tough. I, I like how he works with his players. 
Um, he's challenging his organization by moving it up to double A next year. And I think that's awesome. Uh, that's going to be a fun game to watch. Uh, you'll get an opportunity if you, you check out some of the bonus material here um, this weekend. Uh, a nice little interview with myself and head coach Rock Ridge, uh, Ben Johnson, where he'll talk about, you know, some of the things that they need to do to win that game and uh, some of the things that he's looking forward to and the challenges he's had putting this program together the last two years. And, uh, he gives a, a nice little synopsis about some of the seeding stuff. And uh, so check out that bonus material. <laughs> yeah, that'll probably be Sunday. We'll, we'll get some of that stuff up. All right. Anything else on the previews? Nope. All right. Scores and more presented by Aspire Heating and Control, your local Bryant dealer. And Bryant is the official heating and cooling company of your Minnesota Wilds, specializing in gas, electric, and hydronic heating and cooling systems for existing and new construction, residential and commercial installations available. Their services include forced air systems, boilers, heat pumps, mini splits. They are, of course, licensed and bonded. Justin is the guy. If you're having any, I mean, last night, what I think this morning it was 22 below. I was supposed to have another cold one here tonight. So if you're in any furnace trouble, anything's going on, Justin is the guy. Call him right now, 999-5957, 218-999-5957. Justin at Aspire Heating and Control. All right, kind of a shorter, smaller uh, scores and more. Uh, because of the week that was, but uh, teams that are advancing: Rosa with a nine-three win over Bemidji, Moorhead with a four or six-two win over Brainerd, uh, Duluth East. Like we said, they, their their game, our quarterfinal game, was a five-zero win over Blaine. And the Walleye Scotty Dina update: big one for the Hornets, a twelve-one win over Robbinsdale Armstrong Cooper. They're set to face Benilde tomorrow. That would be a good one. That'll be a good game to watch for anybody who wants to watch some double A hockey. Yeah, those are two fantastic. Yeah, that'll games. be a good one. You know, because I said Edina has been pretty hot. All right. Um, Jason Chagabe war. We've talked about him a lot. Just named a Mr. Hockey finalist and Slikinski, the hammer hammer as coach Larson likes to call him up for the Frank Brimsek award winner. And, yeah, that's my opinion. That's your, yeah. That's your guy. And then just a shout out to, you know, some of the youth teams. I, I know a couple just, uh, you know, uh, that I had your eye falls. I know upset. Uh, Rock Ridge and Bantam, so they're moving on to regions. The Grand Rapids Greenway Lightning, 15 new girls are moving on. Um, Chisholm PWAs, Hibbing, uh, Chisholm Hibbing PWAs, Chisholm Hibbing Bantam is moving on. But any of you uh, that are moving on, we talked uh, on our last show, like, hey, if you're in the game, anything can happen. Upsets can happen. We just saw it with I Falls um, in Rock Ridge. So if you're in the game, you got a chance to win. You got a chance to keep moving on. So that's why we play the games. That's right. That's right. Good luck and uh, congratulations to any of our youth teams from the Iron Range and beyond that have moved on to the region tournament. Yeah, perfect. All right. Anything to add to episode 57? Nope. No. All right. Please comment. We appreciate your comments. Uh, to contact us more privately, LLC at gmail.com. Um, please share the show. We've had quite a few people sharing. So if you if you like the show, share it out. So your people on, on uh, that follow you on social media can also see it. Um, I'm sure if you're a hockey person, you have many hockey friends, they might want to see it. Uh, T with Miss McGill, Instagram, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, T McGill on Twitter, and find us on Facebook and YouTube under, under Goat Sports Media LLC. Uh, merch in the background, 20 bucks for a t-shirt, Cash App, Venmo, PayPal, et cetera, will get you all that. Um, if you'd like to advertise on the show, you can email us. Um, and we've got the greatest partners out there right now, the Ring Sports Bar and Grill, Iron Range Apparel, Aspire Heating and Control, and Iron Range Goalie Academy. For Reed Larson, I am Puka. Get out there and be your dream. You're tuned to the Tea with Miss McGill show. A production of Goat Sports Media, LLC.